Pelotero Pickle episode 100. It's hard to believe we're 100 episodes deep, but really proud that we've gotten this far. So this week's episode is a little unique. We were in Fenway Park recording, which is, I don't know how many podcasts have ever been recorded in the bleachers at Fenway, but we got to do it. Uh, we were in Boston for the New Balance Future Star Series main event. Uh, very impressive event. I uh, mentioned at uh, the first night that some sometimes you put high school players on a pro field and they look better because it's kind of like the bright lights. Their uniforms kind of kind of look sharper. Um, these kids look really good because they were really good players. A lot of talent. Um, I couldn't imagine hitting a homer in a major league stadium as a high school senior. These kids did it. So really fun event. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in Pelotero world. Uh, both with the Future Stars event series as well as our platform. We have pushed a major code uh, volume, and there's some bugs that we're working through, but uh, the motion capture stuff is up. Uh, a lot of the team permissions and team coach player relationship stuff is up and, and working, so very excited about that. Uh, this episode in particular, we talk about pools hitting 700. We're talking about Judge and kind of how impressive his season has been just kind of reflecting on 100 episodes that's it, it's fun to sit down with chris every week and kind of just hash through what's happening in the game and be able to share our insights and what we're thinking about and what a milestone like pools 700th homer really means to us and what it means for players to uh to witness that type of thing there's only four, four people that have ever done that so it's really really cool so uh we think we'll let you like this episode we had a great time shooting it and uh, yeah, check it out. And we got some more stuff that's pretty fun inside. So jump in. Pelotero Pickle, episode 100. We got a dual camera set up. We are in Fenway Park. I'm here with Chris Colabello. I'm Bobby Tewksbury. A reminder send us your comments, questions, concerns. By email, pickle at pelotero.com or on Twitter at Pelotero Pickle. I knew you were going to mess it up on episode 100. I knew you were going to mess it up. We got one mic because the other mic's not working, but we're going to make it work. Uh, pretty exciting. We're here at Fenway Park for an event with the New Balance Future Star Series. Uh, we got a doubleheader here today. Chris, you are in uniform. How excited are you about that? You know, I'm just here to make a difference, dude. I'm just here to make a difference, man. I'm just trying to change lives. Squad got the win last night. We hit the most hits, the most homers, the most guys on base. So I did my job. I hit and coached really good. Slash, the kids are good. It was really good. They played great. It's fun to watch kids play well. So I enjoy it. Yeah, it was a good game. What was the final? 4-2, I think. There were a couple homers, which was nice. We were in Hartford last night at the uh, the Yard Goats. Yeah, the Hartford Yard Goats. The Dunkin' Donuts pack for the Hartford Yard Goats. In Connecticut. We have our, our Here, I'm going to hold it in front of our faces, and this is going to work. All right. Production value is, like, both high and low today, so that's good. Uh, let's roll into the topics because you got to do BP shortly. So big news last night. Albert Pujols had 699 and 700 Dodger Stadium. Greg Amsinger, great job with your prediction back in April, saying he's going to hit it on a Friday night in L.A. Uh, so good call on that. Shout out to Albert. We were joking around that we wanted him on our, as our guest for the hundredth episode, and we didn't we didn't make that happen. We got Fenway Park as our guest instead. But I'm thrilled. I've been a, a big Pujols guy for a long time. I think that's pretty well documented at this point. Um, I think people make fun of me for that, and I'm okay with it because it's Albert. And 
thrilled for him. He looked like he's having so much fun. I think we talked about him on the last episode. Just He looks joyful when he's playing baseball. And he ran around the bases like he was a little kid. It was awesome. Fun's good. Um, by the way, you blew your opportunity. It's ironic that we're doing episode 100 when you could have asked Albert here at Fenway Park in the players' lot to do episode 100 with us, and you didn't. I'm not saying I did, but you definitely didn't because, you know, I think you certainly fanboy. But super cool, Pujols 700. I mean, two months ago, I don't think anybody thought he could get there. It's literally getting to the point where he should probably contemplate playing another year because he's a slugger again, which is cool. Um, Cardinals Pujols way better than Angels Pujols. Cardinals Pujols is the Pujols. There's no other version of, of Albert in my mind. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm thrilled for him. We established last week that I blew an opportunity, and that's on me. I'll continue to wear that. I didn't want to, like, run yeah, I get in it. the player. Like, it's the player section. You don't treat people like that. It's just awkward. Um, but thrilled for him is a huge milestone. Uh, obviously, the other major home run milestone is the Aaron Judge chasing 61. He currently has 60. I'm sure – before September started, we recorded, and I said I he shouldn't get any pitches to hit based on who they're facing. And he's having – I think Bob Nightingale made a – hit a tweet about how this is essentially – there's his OPS is over 1,400 for a stretch of like 50-plus games, and there's only been a handful of people that have done that. He's getting tons of pitches to hit. Codify did a tweet about uh, how many heart-of-the-zone pitches he's got this year. He leads the league in heart-of-the-zone pitches to hit. Which is great. You still have to capitalize on it. He's having an awesome year. Uh, how many new homers do you think he's going to end up with? David Cohen said something the other day about he's getting pitched fairly, which I don't know what that means. But, yeah, it's cool when you get crippled pitches and you hit them. I mean, again, obviously as a hitter, I, I'm air on side of hitter all the time. Like, you have to hit the pitches. I don't care if you know what's coming. I don't care if they throw it down the middle. You still have to hit them. Uh, how many do I think he's going to end up with? Probably the amount that he ends up with is my guess. Me and my predictive <laughs> skills. I <laughs> I don't think that when we do the Zoom, you don't get I, I've, my eye rolls on when Chris Colabelle makes statements like that. It's a classic. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, the team that scores the most points. points. Yeah, because I can't be wrong. I don't like being wrong. Um, no, I mean, honestly, it, once he hits 61, he might just chill and hit five in three games so he could finish with like 66 which would be cool i'm still it's a down year for him because i think he should hit 80 every year uh and hit 380 so really just not quite up to potential this year there's some irony in all of this because it's it's probably a i mean this you could make the argument it's a top 10 offensive season of all time right yeah well now he's he's also in position for the triple crown which is overrated is potentially overrated by producer Patrick. If we could spin the cameras and get his smirk on camera right now, it'd be great. Uh, he, he's having a great year. The, the The one number that really stands out to me is, I think it's 20 more homers than everybody else in the league. Yeah. It, it's the biggest gap since Babe Ruth with most homers compared to your the rest of your league. So pretty impressive with that. Uh, I think the Yankees might have turned a corner a little bit. They got some guys getting healthy. I think Severino's back. Right-handed Aaron Hicks, way better than left-handed Aaron Hicks. Aaron, if you listen, he, way he better hit, right So Aaron hit his 100th homer last night, so congratulations, A.A. Ron. Um, Two A.A. Ron. Yep. 
but I think they, they might have gone through the conflict that they needed to go through in August. The, the, the one game against the Rays where the Rays, it was a four games back, they had a chance to shorten that lead to three games, and then they pitched a judge, and judge beat them, and then it, they've, they've just created separation now. So I think we've seen the worst baseball from the, the Yankees, and it's time, to, time for them to go. Yeah, who cares about August? It doesn't matter. Like, August is so irrelevant in baseball. It's it's relevant if you're trying to gain ground, but if you're in the lead, like, you just hold. You hold serve, right? And, you know, you're up four or five. Now, when you have the 2015 Toronto Blue Jays coming up your ass, that's a different story. But, you know, the 2022 Yankees are going to go wire to wire, win the division. And I think the the thing we're talking about is, it's September and October. That's what matters. So you do what you have to do in April, May, June. And if you're not in position then, then in July and August, you have to make a run. You, you talk about the Red Sox, right? We're sitting here at Fenway. They're 72 and 75. Looking at the scoreboard, they're in last place in the AL East, which is crazy because they're only three games under 500. And really have... Four games behind Baltimore. Yeah, they've been, but they've been so close all year, right? Like, I've, I've been around the team. I've talked to Alex Cora. I've talked to Pete Fatsy. I've talked to all the guys on the team. And it feels like they're, they were on the brink of flipping the script at one point. Because, really, if you look at it, they're 17 games back in the lost column of the Yankees. And you could find probably 8 to 10 games that one bounce, one pitch, one moment change the tide of the game, Right. And if you take those 10 games, now they're a 65-loss team with 82 wins, and they're talking about being in a wild-card spot, right? And how many of those wins would have been been against the Yankees? So it's amazing how fragile it is. And to go wire-to-wire wire like the Yankees have in what I still think is the toughest division in baseball, uh, bar none. I, you can make the argument that the NL East is pretty good this year, um, maybe the NL West, but certainly as we like to call it the jv league is not quite up to snuff with the varsity so yeah i'm an american league guy man yeah well the the rays were i think as hot as they were going to be in that august stretch and the yankees were as cold as they were going to be it's a it's there's momentum there's stretches where you're going to play well there's stretches where you're going to play bad but i think conflict creates character and builds the identity for a team so we'll see what happens um what other topics do we have? We have no. We, just at FYI, I think it's episode 100. Just yeah. to get interesting, I think we should cut our conversation here, and then just interview guys throughout the day and see, like, tack that onto the show. I mean, maybe it's separate, maybe it's part of it, but it's cool. Like, you're getting to see a bunch of high school kids that are mesmerized at Fenway Park. Nobody can see it in the shot right now, but seeing the guys coming in, using their cameras, coming out, and seeing it, and I think I certainly have devalued it in my life because I've spent a lot of time here played quite a few games here in my career which you know what Bobby I was a big leaguer so there's that you hit a homer over that and one. I got a homer at Fenway yeah it's uh Craig Breslow change up um funny topic I was sitting I was like maybe I was up up here we're kind of like players and wives and family sections here and uh, I think I was there I got was, a video of it it was pretty anticlimactic though we were down 10 to 1 yeah, and was, they'd already taken everybody out so it was weird, but the the story goes it was a changeup, and my dad had been bitching at me the whole year about hitting a changeup, like sitting changeup against lefties. Like you can't hit left-handed changeups. And then the irony behind all this is yesterday, I was talking to a high school player, and uh, he goes, 
in the first inning with nobody on in a 2-0 count. He goes, yeah, I was sitting changeup. And I said, wait, what? And I was like, I kind of appreciate it. I was like, respect that you had a plan. But um, my story goes I was struggling with lefty changeups. My dad had broadcast it to the American League on intentional talk that I wasn't handling left-handed changeups well. Thanks, dad. Appreciate it, Lou. Love you, love you dad. Um, but, yeah, interesting to hear a high school kid at a you know showcase event like this tell me he was sitting changeup on 2-0. Let's, let's talk about that last night, or about last night, because we got to shout out Javi. What's his last name? Torres? Javi. What was his last name? We'll link it somehow. Uh, Javi Torres. Javi Torres, yeah. He's committed to Texas State. He shoved last night. Really impressive. We were sitting behind home plate. You were obviously in the dugout. This kid was 90. Stadium gun had him like 92 to 96. Yeah, touch 96. Touch 96. His fastball had life up in the zone. He threw a changeup that just faded. And he was making people look bad and throwing it in. in the appropriate counts and when he was on top of his curveball it was just straight down very very sharp he commanded the mound with his presence he commanded the mound with pace and cadence he was like who's a guy for the astros that rocks back and forth the uh i forget his name but he he does the whole uh garcia, garcia. that one I always he uh he's he just does this whole like rock the baby type thing and javi had that type feel last night it, he was impressed he was very impressive the the cool stuff is when you watch young guys do the stuff that matters in baseball, attack the zone, have tempo, keep their defense on their toes. It was an impressive pitching performance by that kid. Now, the only question you have to answer about a guy like that is he threw three clean innings and he never had traffic on the bases. So what's he going to be with runners on base? But even just talking to him in the dugout, I told him, I said, listen, I hate pitchers and you could be on my team every day of the week. And I was like, I'm full send. I text you right away. I was like, I'm in on this guy. Um, some cool stuff from the hitters. Couple homers hit, which you know I didn't hit any homers in high school, so it's cool to hit homers at Double A and Triple A and big league parks when you're in high school. Um, six swag they're getting, uh, and really their their play matched up to all the things that they've had access to, which is cool because a lot of times you you know things get hyped up. Uh, got talked about after the game, two hours and twenty four minutes, uh, sick tempo for a nine inning game. Well played, clean on both sides. Couple errors. One was uh, catcher's interference, which was uh, the the fearless leader Jeremy Booth took credit for. He took. He said that's on me because he was having the catcher try something. Um, and the other one was just a, kind of a low throw. But guys playing hard, running out of the box. Shout out to our guy Tone Morales, Antonio, uh, Roxbury Latin, Wake Forest commit, tripling the gap with a self clap at third base while the ball was rolling away. Warm up for that a little bit. Um, but yeah, really cool to watch high school kids that like kind of get it and uh, excited to see what they do today in a bigger setting. Yeah, and just a, a shout out to Jeremy and everybody involved with uh, with Program 15, New Balance Future Star Series. Uh, just d- doing things right. It's it's about baseball first, which I appreciate. There's a lot of event companies that are out there doing events. And I have a question: Is Eric Hosmer taking ground balls at first base right now? Uh, it does look like Eric Hosmer is. Yeah. Where's Jimmy Buckley when you need him? He'd be freaking out right now. Yeah. Big Hos. Ta- big. I gotta go talk to Haas. I'm gonna tell him I was with Guthrie and he just signed a ball. 2015 AL East champ. Sorry about it. That yeah. Mean. Um. Why is Hosmer? Is he on the DL? What's yeah, happening? He's on the duel. All right. Well, again, not to not to take any shine away from Jeremy because he would hate that. But uh, no, it's just great. I mean, we we were in Frisco, Texas last week. Beautiful stadium. 
the kids are getting swagged out, but the kids are learning about baseball and there's a lot of development components to what's happening. Uh, we're here getting data and we're here doing some different pieces from the development side. So um, very fortunate and excited to be partner with these guys and they just do things right and they care about the right things and it's it's just nice. Um, anything else? I think... 100 episodes. 100, 100 yeah. Episodes, uh, just some... Uh, platform, no big deal. Reflect... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So <laughs> the, de- <laughs> the details of, of running a business, I'm in, I'm in content mode right now. So platform, we had a major code push this week, working through a couple final bugs with permissions, but you can now go to our website and do motion analysis every account that signs up gets five free videos per month so if you want to get your video with the lines on it um, we keep telling people that the cool part's not the cool part because when you you upload the video and you see the lines and you see the data like oh that's so cool and it's like yeah well the cool part is that all the analysis is automated you click a button and it does a full video analysis in roughly 1.2 seconds which is great Um, sometimes 1.3 yeah there's like a dot that flashes, like the dot that's like right here, right there, right there. Um, that will pulse a couple times and it's done, which is nice. And then just, re- I guess, reflection-wise on 100th episode, I got two episodes that really stand out to me. Uh, Brandon Geyer and Bobby Magallanes, which I, cannot, I know how to say that now. Um, those are episodes that after we re- finished recording, I was just fired up. I, was, I felt like I became a better person just through the computer, through osmosis, just listening to them and the passion they had and the, the perspective they had. Bautista, obviously, Jose was a cool one for me, just being a big fan of him and his career and the research and the studying that I did on him and um, just feeling very fortunate to just to be able to be around him a few times that I have and have him on the show. It's just really, really cool. Um, and it's just... Uh, I, when we were driving in, I was joking around, but Anthony, Anthony Granado was one of my favorite episodes that we did. Yeah, I Granado. Love, I love Anthony. We're He's, podcasting. We're, we're live. Po- we're po- yeah, no, we're, we're like fake live. It's we're yeah. we're just recording live. It's our hundredth episode, so and we're talking about our favorite episodes. So yeah, we're about you. Um, I was about to say something very sentimental, and then he just robbed the mic. Yeah, but uh, do the sentimental part. Yeah, now. yeah. So I interrupt everything. I, I was joking around on the drive in that. I used to tell my mom growing up that I wanted to say I was going to work and drive to a stadium, drive to a baseball field. And to do that today at Fenway Park. Park. Fenway, Fenway Park with a, with a coffee and a couple cameras. And no, it's, it's, it's cool to, to be able to come to a place like this, you know, with such a, such a history and story past. It just, when you're a little kid, when you're 12 years old, I said to you, like, take away, strip away the, the major league Chris Colabello that you get to literally get paid to come and play here. Uh, it's cool to coming up, coming up the little steps. It's always special. Every time you see the grass for the first time and to be here in a working capacity that this is kind of the, the path and the life that we get to live. It's, it's really cool. And, uh, I appreciate it and it's exciting and it's just, it's, it's nice. I'm going to have my sentimental moment. So the, the stadium, the stadium's great, right? It's cool, right? But once you've played on it, you just, it's another baseball field. The thing that is cool to me is the relationships, right? The people that I've gotten to meet. Like, I was just over in, in Regensburg, Germany for the WBC qualifier, and we didn't really talk about that. But um, I got to hang out, spend a lot of time with Jeremy Guthrie, who was on that 2015 uh, Royals team. 
and I got to see Adam Jones and Chase Utley and to be able to just simply go up to those guys and talk to them um, getting to see Poppy around here getting to be at Poppy's Hall of Fame induction and then he made that little video for my wife when I saw him in the parking lot, getting to say hi to Tim Wakefield, and I saw Jim Rice the other day. It's my favorite thing about being a player was always getting to meet other players, um, and that the access that you have once you've been part of it and when, once you've been in it has been uh, super cool, and I love it, and that's what I'm grateful for. I'm probably going to go talk to Hosmer and see how my World Series ring is doing at his house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guthrie signing that ball for you, saying sorry about it, is outstanding. Yeah. But that's, that's a perfect example of the relationship and the just – it's cool to have a ball from a guy saying, hey, sorry we beat you in the ALCS because that means you played in the ALCS. Obviously cooler to win, but pretty cool. Um, I think – Haas and I share a birthday too, by the way, October 24th. Nice. You know? Yeah, your, birth, your birth, birthday's coming up. Yeah. One month. Don't forget to, don't forget to tag at CC twenty rake. You know what was cool? Not at CC fifty five rake. My birthday was the day after we lost the ALCS, and everybody was like, "Oh, happy birthday!" And I was like, "Hosmer's is way better than mine." <laughs> he definitely had a better birthday that year. Um, so we got we got BP starting up. I think we're gonna we're gonna shift production over to the field. You gotta work. That stinks. Yeah. Um, gonna go make a difference. So we're gonna we're gonna get some footage during BP. We might try to take a walk in front of the Green Monster, if uh, if they let us. They got a the difference between big league stadium and non big league stadiums. They got the whole the apron around home plate. Guys are stretching out in left field and they're yelling to get off the grass. But they except get, for me, I'm a big leaguer, so I don't care what they say to me. Yeah, they go get dedicated areas where you can and cannot go because it's. Is that messed up that I think like that? Ain't bragging if you done it yeah. is what I was always taught. So. Uh, We'll talk about the, the WCBC qualifier next episode because cool. there'll be more uh, more stuff with that. But checking out from Fenway Park, we'll keep going. I guess I'm not even gonna pickle out today. Well, you now you won't do it because you're embarrassed because you're pickles out, but it's still in. So <laughs> like we're, there's other parts to this. Yeah, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep getting more content. But uh, doubleheader at Fenway live from Fenway Park episode 100. Thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe. Hit the smash, smash, smash that like button for the subscribe. Good talk. See you out there. All right. So during the event, we had access to, to like 50 of the top players in the country, some professional athletes, former co the coaches that were former MLB players. So we went around and did some interviews, some uh, man on the street style things. It was a lot of fun. So uh, take a listen to these quick, like 60 second style interviews and get to know some of the people involved with the main event by New Balance Future Star Series. Who are, who are you? Who are you? Where are you from? <laughs> uh, Jeremy Booth, uh, Houston, Texas. Originally from Los Angeles, California. Who is your favorite baseball player? Either now or when you were growing up? I can't say that because I grew up around all these guys. Uh, uh, Who's your favorite uh, baseball player? Uh, Come on. Uh, Go, like right. the little kitty. All right. Chris Brown. I don't even know who that is. Look it up. All right. So what are we doing here? Just take us through, like, we're in Fenway Park. This is pretty cool. It's a New Balance Baseball Future Star Series main event. Uh, this is the signature event, the crown jewel of the series. It, this is uh, some of the best high school prospects in the country playing against each other in a three-game set. Uh, very well coached, executed, however you want to put it, uh, advanced group of players. What are you most proud of at an event like this? They were able to do it. 
you know, it's, it's a pretty good experience for everybody. Uh, you know, no matter what amount of time we have in Fenway Park, the minute you walk into Fenway or walk to Fenway, it, it changes you because all the legends that have been in, literally in this place as opposed to other ballparks. So uh, the electricity and the energy is something special. What's more impressive this year, Aaron Judge going for 61 or Albert Pulse in 700? 700. I mean, 61's been done before, and so I think it's Aaron Judge, but he's not the first guy to get there. Maris has done that. Um, uh, Bonds has done that. Obviously, uh, Aaron has done that. McGuire, yeah. But you have you have 700, I should say, with Aaron. You have Bonds, who did 700. You have Ruth, right? And this guy. And there's only four in the history of all those guys that have done it. And while 61 is impressive, 700 speaks to a career. What's the biggest misconception about what scouts are looking for in players? People think everybody has to have now big league ready stuff, and that's not the case. There always has to be somewhere to go. If you're maxed out with your speed of the game at this level, then when the game gets faster, you won't catch up, right? So it has to be something that has some upside and, and projection as opposed to perfectly ready today. Most impressive prospect that you've ever scouted? It's a good question. Definitely not John Magliozzi. Um, it would be most impressive prospect I've ever scouted. Man, that's a good one. I would say that uh, Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton were good. Kevin Gosman was good. Uh, Zach Veen was good. Dylan Cruz. I, I mean, there's a lot. There's, you know, it's a list of guys that are kind of right in that mix. Um, best player I ever was on the other side of the field against, um, however, was J.D. Drew. When I was actually a teammate of his, and um, it, was, it was pretty good to watch that guy play. What's your favorite thing to notice about a player? That when you when you watch players and you see them outside of their physical skills, what do you what do you, what stands out to you the most when you see a guy or some things things that you look for that maybe other people don't? How they carry themselves. It's, it's a makeup thing, and it doesn't matter how good your tools are, or your skills are, even if you don't have it from the neck up, it's eventually it's going to leave you uh, leaving the dust. I saw your your post event speech from Frisco, and you're talking about you're going to meet your physical equal. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, it just, you know, talent meets talent at, at any given level, whether it's in the business world or in the athletic world. At some point, you're going to find somebody else who has that type of ability. Um, you have to be able to separate yourself with how you play the game, living into your role, which is value. Uh, you know, and it's not just reliant on physical gifts. Have you done TV before? You're pretty good at this. Uh, you know, every now and then, I've had, I found myself in front of a camera. It's, it's always new the first time. Bobby, with you, you know, it's like just riding a bike as if, you know, you turn a double play. Luck. Done that. <laughs> One more question for you. We got BP going on behind us. What are you looking for when you watch when you're watching guys take BP? What are you looking for? Well, here I'm always you looking for pull side homers. Well, no, here I'm all I'm, I'm just staring at Chris Colabello who took my job. It did here, right? You just end the mic, just shut it down. But everywhere else, I'm watching for all fields approach. I'm watching for consistency and in, in path, rhythm in their swing. Power is a result of all that. It's not something you can just create, and, and any, anybody can go deep to the pull side. Biggest moment of your baseball career? First national anthem I heard as a professional. It was sung uh, at, at, at epic Super Bowl type levels, and the place was electric, and we're on the lines. And uh, as a signed, paid athlete, that's a memory you never forget. What's your What was your walk-up song? I had a few. What would it be, would it be right now? I don't know if I. Uh, what's my name? Who am I? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. We're gonna keep driving, guys. All right, who are you? Where are you from? Steve Randolph from Austin, Texas. Excellent. What are we doing here today? What are you excited about? Uh, excited for the boys, the experience of being here at Fenway. It's always fun the first time, and um, just them coming out this morning and getting to see uh, Eric Hosmer taking ground balls, I think was a big thing for them. Absolutely. What is the biggest moment of your baseball career? Oh, my. Probably my 
major league debut. I got to face my childhood idol, Fred McGriff. Wow. What happened? He had a freaking number down the third base line and it bounced right behind the bag for a double. That's – it's a story. I mean, what can I do? Yeah. He stands 30 feet off the plate and you think you can throw him away and he hits everything. He, he was one – I grew up watching the Braves on TBS, yes. so I get it. And that's exactly it. So as a, as a pitcher, as a pitching coach, what are you looking for the most at an event like this out of your pitchers? You know what? Honestly, like strike throwing and trying to get the kids to stay calm and go out and remember that they're already here for a reason, not to go out and try to be Superman. You know, if you throw 91, don't think you can throw 96 all of a sudden because you're amped up in the facility. And getting them to calm down, I think, is more of an accomplishment for me and then having them go out and compete and throw strikes for three innings. And then they walk away and be like, I can do this. Love it. Who was your favorite baseball player growing up? Oh, my. It had to be Fred McGriff, but, I mean, everybody's biased to Ken Griffey. Ken, he was the definition of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would your walkout song be right now? Oh, I stick with my 50 Cent. Which, he's got some hits. Which one? <laughs> uh, if I Can't Do It. Love it. Yes. Uh, anything else? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's fun. We'll get that yeah. out. All right. Uh, who are you and where are you from? Jason Espito from uh, suburb of Chicago. Awesome. Who's your favorite baseball player? Ooh, I got a lot. Uh... Growing up, Ken Griffey Jr. That's uh, been a popular answer today. He's the definition of cool. Uh, we're here watching BP in Fenway Park. What are you looking for out of these kids during their BPs? A good, good bat path. Uh, trying to stay middle of the field. Look the other way a little bit. You know, I, I, it's tough with the monster there, and their first time probably hitting here. So uh, you want to see a little juice too. Let them have fun. What's the biggest mistake you see out of guys taking BP? Trying to rush the barrel. They end up cutting their swing. Across, uh, Cutting their swing off, not able to stay through the ball. What would your walk-up song be? Ooh, uh, I like "Goodies" by Sierra. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite moment of your baseball career? Uh, just uh, shoot, I don't even know. Um, clinching the, clinching in Double A, uh, Texas League. Tell, talk to me about that team. What was different about that team? Well, everybody was a big leaguer but me, uh, pretty much, you know. So I uh, got to follow all those guys' careers, and they're all good dudes. We stay in touch and, and uh, just had a blast playing. That, that ball off the bat sounded awesome. Some guys just sound different. What, what stands out the most to you when you're looking at a prospect or looking at a, a kid that's trying to make it? I, I look for bat speed, obviously. You know, you hear scouts talk about it all the time. Bat speed, sound comes from the barrel coming last. You know, it whips through the ball. Uh, you know, that that's me. Staying in the ground. And what's your favorite thing about these New Balance Future Stars events? Uh, one, the kids. They're great kids, uh, good players, and then the, the staff is just uh, pleasant to be around. You know, it's, it's a good time. Awesome. Last question. What is your the most impressive baseball record? It's got to be Ripken, but Joe DiMaggio is right there. Uh, you know, uh, Wainwright and... and uh, Molina is pretty good too, so you know uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Dimaggio. Love it, thank you. Yep. All right, sitting here with two of the pitchers from last night's game. Who are you? Where are you from? Hudson Hamilton from the Woodlands, Texas. Javi Torres from San Antonio, Texas. All right, uh, favorite baseball player? Um, Clayton Kershaw. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. So both of you guys pitched last night. What was your favorite takeaway from last night's game? Uh, just being able to like start off the game was was my favorite takeaway. Just the atmosphere. I mean, once I got up there, I was just I was able to just play. So, what's your favorite pitch to throw? Fastball. Favorite pitch to strike somebody out with? Slider. 
Fastball, fastball. So you both had really good breaking balls. I was very impressed with both of you guys. Um, when you're attacking a hitter, when you're challenging them, what's your mindset? If you get a guy, like you're facing the best hitter in the lineup, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking that I have to just start off with a strike, and then once I do that, I'm able to go with whatever I want. I'm just trying to just attack the zone. You know, I'm going to make him prove that he's better than me, and I mean, it's, we're gonna, whoever wins, wins, and so you're just hoping it's you. When you're, throwing, when you're throwing your slider, what's your focus on the release point? Like Grip-wise, what are you trying to feel? I'm just trying to get out there and make sure I cut the ball so I get the, the most movement on it. Breaking ball. I just uh, I let the grip work, and I just try and throw it hard. I want to know about your changeup, too, because you, you had your changeup faded really nice. You located it well. You threw it in good counts. What's your focus when you're releasing that changeup? Uh, just really working on the pronation, trying to get it to spin off my pinky, and that gets that side spin so it's able to fade. Love it. One major league player you would love to face? Um, Mike Trout. Hmm. Machado. Okay. Uh, are you committed to a school yet? Texas. Tech? UT? Yes, sir. I live in Round Rock. Very good. What are you most excited about about that university, and why did you commit there? I committed because of the coaching. I felt welcome whenever, whenever I was talking to him, and then I'm just excited to be a part of the winning tradition. Love it. And I know you're t committed to Texas State. Yes, what are you most excited about with that program? Uh, you know, I mean, it's up and coming. Last year we had a great year. The coaching staff are really great. You know, it made me feel home. So, I mean, that's ultimately why I chose that school. Very good. So we got maybe a possible horns up, horns down situation brewing between you guys. Yeah. Are we feel good about this? Yeah, it's great. Good competition. Always good. All right. Uh, what is your, what do, what do you think is the, the coolest baseball record? Um, the coolest baseball record? Probably Barry Bonds with the most home runs, even though they don't count it. But okay. that's probably the coolest one. Probably the fastest pitch thrown. Cause, I mean, it's hard to throw faster than that. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, one more. Are you still rolling? What, what is your walk-up song? Um, my walk-up song. I have to go uh, Ski by Young Thug. Walk-up song? Um, I'm going to go... 007 by double O. I don't know what that one. I'm getting too old. Uh, any shout outs to anybody back home? Back home? Uh, coaches, trainers, teammates? Shout out my coach at Grand Oaks. Thank you for uh, helping me train. And my coaches at Lone Star. Uh, yeah, my coaches at DST for getting me ready for this event. Probably able to showcase my talent. And then my, my grandparents for watching out home. So Love it. All right, check these guys out. Studs. All right, uh, what's your name? Where are you from? James Lofton from Los Angeles, California. Anthony Granado from San Carlos, California. Favorite, we already got Chris, we can ignore Chris. Favorite baseball player of all time? Ricky Henderson. Shout out Ricky Henderson, he does not get enough shine. Joe Carter, believe it or not. Well, you're Canadian-Italian yeah. that lives in California. Very good. Favorite baseball memory? Good question, man, but uh, I would say Cal Ripken's last game. Were you there? Yeah. Expand on that. Well, just just to experience that and be around it and experience being around him as a player, you have to love it. That was a popular answer so far? That's amazing. I would love to talk about that more. Favorite baseball player? Favorite memory as a baseball player? As a player, it was WBC 2013. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, we did things nobody expected us to do. Team was great. Experience was great. For sure. As so you're the manager of the red team, what are the things that you're looking for in an event like this out of the players? 
just for the guys to have fun, man. Just to do what they've been doing all year and to just have fun at this event. Yeah, and I'd say embrace the experience. I mean, it's not, you know, growing up as kids, most guys don't get the opportunity to play in a stadium like this and, and just to embrace it, enjoy it, love it. Awesome. Uh, what would your walk-up song be right now? Compelling stuff. Get it started. Method Man. Mystical. Love it. Oh, man. This might take me a minute. You're going to have to come back to me. What, what would your walk-up song? Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. That is return. 16 years, dog. We'll give Anthony more time. Favorite homer in the big leagues? Glenn Perkins, Minnesota Twins. 4-4, uh, ninth inning. Two-run bomb. Take the lead against the old boys that just DFA'd me. Sorry about it. All right, last question. Uh, what did you take the most pride in as a player? Just being at the top of the lineup, man, and getting on base and just getting it done. Shout out John Roper. <laughs> being a lights-out defender for my pitchers. I need to know Granado's walkout song. Walkout song? Uh, I got to go through. Oh, I, I've never God. heard that one. Never heard that song. Um, what do I take the most pride in? Uh, I think being a guy who, at the end of the day, like – was respected by his teammates. That was, uh, we talked about that a little bit on the podcast today. I think just that was my favorite part is getting to know other guys and their stories. As much as I like to tell Homer stories, I like hearing other guys' stories and their backgrounds. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. All right, what's your name? Where are you from? Jose Silva, Tijuana, Mexico. You say that way better than I say Pelotero. <laughs> Pelotero, I need to work on my, I can't roll my R's. Uh, what, who's your favorite baseball player? Nolan Ryan. Why is Nolan Ryan your favorite baseball player? He's the man, dude. He's he, he's the train. He's power, intimidating. He was through hard with what I wanted to be. Yeah, if you look up the his records for strikeouts, it's incredible. Yeah. So at an event like this, what are you looking for out of the players? Um, attitude, um, of course, talent, but they all have talent. They're athletic. Uh, probably just attitude and uh they're coachable, coachable, willing to learn, willing to get better. That's excellent. Uh, anything stand out to you last night? You had a couple, um, the, couple good arms last oh, night. Oh yeah, we have a lot of good arms. Um, guys, just excited, you know. I mean, I understand at their age, being in um, that stadium and coming here the next day, knowing you know people are watching, all these people are watching, you try to show off. But they did really. I mean, our the game was two hours and thirty some minutes or twenty some minutes. It was a great game. Um, guys were throwing strikes. You can't ask for much more. What's uh, your favorite memory from your baseball career? Um, getting called up to the big leagues. Tell me a story real quick. Um, I was hurt. <laughs> I got called up. They told me I got there, told them I was hurt, and still played. I didn't care. Big league DL? No. Get that service time? No, no. No DL. Just play, play with the pain. Love it. Uh, what would your walk-up song be right now if you were coming out? <clears throat> Party like a rock star. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what was your favorite pitch to throw? Fastball up and in. What uh, were you a two seam guy, four seam guy? Four seam. Four what, seam. What was your at release like when you're thinking about throwing your fastball, trying to get a guy out? What was your focus like release point wise? Any any cues that you lived on? Uh, throw it through the catcher. Through the catcher. Through the catcher. I tried. I was trying to hit, hit the backstop. Like that. I just went all out. Awesome. What about secondary pitches? <clears throat> Curveball and. Curveball my secondary pitch, and then change up. Then I learned to split finger later. Toughest, toughest hitter you ever faced in your career? Tony Gwynn. That's amazing. What, what made it so hard to pitch against him? Because he knew what you were going to throw before you even threw it, and he let you know the next day. 
<laughs> or when he got on base, I knew you were going to throw me a changeup. You're like, oh, man. Uh, if you could face any big leaguer right now, who would you want to face? Right now? Like in your prime, you could fa- you could, you could time travel back to your prime and you could face <laughs> any guy right now. Judge, 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 judge. Yeah. yeah. Him. He's having a pretty good year. Yeah, I want to face him. Uh, what's the most impressive baseball record? Oh, Nolan Ryan strikeouts. Nolan Ryan? Yeah, that's crazy. He played for so long. People, I think I, this generation doesn't appreciate what he did. That, that new movie no, came out. That That's so crazy. You, it's, it's unbelievable, the longevity, the power. I mean, look at the people he struck out. Like, you look at, he didn't strike out, you know, guys that were okay, mediocre players. He struck out Hall of Famers, big, I mean, you know, players, mm-hmm. you know, guys with great swings. Love it. Uh, thoughts on being here in Fenway today with the New Balance Future Star Series. What's your What's your favorite part of these events? Um, the kids, being with the kids, um, seeing what they got, seeing their attitudes. Um, they, they love being out here. Their smiles on their faces. Um, they're so pumped up. You know, they, that's all I talk about. Look at the stadium. Look at the stadium. You know, like all right, take it all in. But you guys know the bases and everything are the same as in your high school, right? And you know, the only thing different is the fans and everything else. I go, that's what you got to concentrate on. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, just take it in, take all the pictures you can. I go, because you're going to be playing here pretty soon, you know, God willing. What are you getting for dinner tonight? Lobster and clam, the lobster and what's, what else clam they have chowder? here? Clam chowder, dude. All right, very good answer. Maybe a beer, a beer. A beer. A beer or two. Get some coffee from Duncan's. <laughs> all right, and that is episode 100 for Pelotero Pickle. We hope you liked it. A little bit different format this week with the interviews. It was a lot of fun for us. Uh, there's going to be more content. A lot of the videos will be out on social media, so make sure you follow us at Pelotero app on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and thanks for being with us, 100 episodes. A little bit of a milestone for us. We're really proud of it. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.